We would like to acknowledge the Yuggera people and the Turrbal people as the traditional custodians of Mianjin, the lands on which we record this podcast today. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Yep. Hey everyone, welcome to For the Health of the Podcast, a Healthcare Australia podcast. Made for healthcare professionals by nurses on the inside. My name is Jessica. And I'm Zana. And we are actually the brand ambassadors <laughs> of Healthcare Australia and we run For the Health of It podcast for you. <laughs> um, we have had some really amazing episodes and I'm going to say it every week, but this is another great, fantastic episode. Oh, yeah. um, we are actually interviewing two people. Mm-hmm. today. So we've got a double whammy. A double whammy. <laughs> so we've got Kirby from the International She's an international candidate liaison. And then we've also got Max, who is an international nurse who is doing rural remote contracts and metro contracts within Australia, which mm-hmm. is super exciting. So we're going to kick it away with Kirby. Kirby. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to look at the camera at any point? No, you can just do whatever you want. And you like, look at us. is it going to be edited? Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, just be yourself. <laughs> just, okay, great. <laughs> Tell Hello. us about you and your role within Health Australia. What do you do? Uh, so I started with HCA about 18 months ago in the international team. So I was approached initially on Seek, which was cute. Oh. And they were like, because I had a travel background. So I lived overseas in the UK for a couple of years and done customer service and travel and all that sort of stuff. So um, I got headhunted from that, went in for the interview and got the job, started off in Brisbane at the time um, and have, yeah, just been doing that ever since. So my role is basically I sit in between our recruiters who are based overseas, who talk to all our amazing nurses and who get their sort of initial paperwork sorted and everything before they come over and then link to the local teams as well, as well as our permanent recruitment team and rural and remote teams. Nice. It's quite a big job, actually. Yeah. We sit with Kirby in the office, in the Brisbane office, actually. And we see she is a hard-working gal. Yeah, international is a hard one because mm-hmm. there's like a, I feel like a lot of the people that you know approach us on social media, uh, like I'd say 50 to 60% of them are probably international is wanting to know how they can move to Australia because it's mm. the, the ultimate dream for anyone who doesn't live in Australia mm-hmm. to one day make it to Australia. I mean, we know it's pretty great. <laughs> so Australia get is it. amazing. So we totally get why you want to come. And we're going to yeah. give you a few little, I guess, hints and tips on how you can make the move to Australia if you've got a healthcare kind of background. Yeah. So I guess the first question we always get asked is like, how do I come to Australia? Like yeah. one, what's the first they, need, they need a nursing <laughs> degree, right? Yes. <laughs> so if you want to move to Australia as a nurse, definitely the first step is to get a nursing degree. Um, I generally suggest people just do a general nursing degree because here in Australia, we only have a general nursing degree. We don't have a specific paediatric or learning disability or mental health. So it means that our nurses can sort of then do just general med surge wards or they can go and specialise from there. And from an agency perspective, gives you a lot more options if you have a sort of general degree, general experience. Um, because then the next step, once you've got your degree and you've had about one to two years experience, depending on your specialty in your home country, full time, um, you then have to get APRA. Mm. which is like the Australian Health Authority, their registration with them to get your nursing uh, recognised over here. You two have APRA, every nurse in Australia has APRA. So a big, long uh, 
big process just trying to think of good descriptors that aren't <laughs> abusive towards opera um, <laughs> um, so it's quite a long process when it comes to applying for opera but our team overseas are quite well versed in that so they're very good at being able to guide you through the process telling you what documents to get and the rough timing of things and stuff like that too so yeah. so because healthier mm. Australia like obviously help guide you through the steps and everything like that so you can yeah. do all these but yeah opera does take a long time are you thinking like like a six to 12 month period or it's like more of a 12 plus months period of getting your opera? It really depends. So opera will recognise qualifications from uh, what they call reciprocal countries. So um, effectively countries where English is the first language and they have established that the degree in nursing is equivalent to what we study here in Australia. Right. So that's the UK, Ireland, US, New Zealand, Canada, Um, are typically the sort of main countries and then uh, you have a few others like Hong Kong where there are some universities are recognised so it's all to do with your actual qualification. Mm -hmm. Okay I think the other question that we seem to get asked a lot as well is um, age so Mm. when I know there's different types of sponsorships that you can get there's like working Mm. holiday visas you can move and relocate here with the permanent team yeah um and there's so many different visas, but they always depend on kind of age. Mm. Can you just give us a little snippet about that kind of question that we get asked? Yeah, for sure. So visa options, there's actually quite a few for, for nurses, which is really exciting. Um, and not a lot of other professions have as many options as nurses do. Uh, so if you are under the age of 30, so between 18 and 30, um, you can get your working holiday visa. Um, in some countries, you can actually get it up to age 35, um, which is pretty cool. So you can stay a bit longer. Um, but that has a limit of obviously 30, 35. And then when we go to our permanent residency visas or some of our like longer term visas or any opportunity for extending your visa after living here for a few years, you actually have to be under the age of 45, okay. which is... Uh, um, an interesting rule that the immigration uh, department has put in place. So there was no restrictions for working for HCA in terms of age. Uh, but unfortunately, with the visa sponsorship and permanent residency, there can be. However, there is actually a visa called the 482 visa, which gives you up to four years of living and working in Australia at any age. So it's a, a priority visa. So if you want to get to Australia in the next three to four months, do a couple of years work, um, no matter what age you are, provided that you've got the skills, you're actually eligible for that visa. So wow. good. Yeah. I think like listening to this, you can definitely tell that like Kirby knows her stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And all our international team like know their thing. So sometimes people reach out to Zana and I on social media because we run Instagram and Facebook and all those kind of platforms and we, we don't know those answers. Mm. Um, so we have to go to Kirby and stuff to try and get these answers for you. But the best um, the best way to contact the international team is what international at healthcareaustralia.com.au. Yes. And you would suggest what, attaching your CV? Yeah, definitely. So if you're keen to come on board with HCA and you're living overseas, it's all about where you're based. So if you're based overseas, you are our, our lovely nurse that we would like to talk to. So please email over your CV uh, that goes over your skills and experience. So that would be sent to international at healthcareaustralia.com.au. Nice and easy. And then we'll have local offices that we'll then pass it over to. So you'll always be reached out to in your local time zone. You're not going to have to try and like coordinate a reference being called at 4am or something like that because, you know, your recruiters in Australia, uh, we have everyone based overseas. So it just makes that process a lot easier. Um, And then, yeah, once your, your file's all sort of ready to go, you get handed to me and then 
answer all your questions and stuff like that. Nice. And it's coming into winter overseas pretty much everywhere yeah. else. So we suggest coming to Australia because it's nice and warm yes. and summer is great. Yes. <laughs> so our next interview is with Max and he's actually an international um, nurse yeah and he's come over to australia so we'll talk to him about you know what his experience and his move and yeah it's going to be a great part two of the episode so yeah keep tuned all right guys we have part two of the episode we have the amazing the spectacular (laughs) the most fabulous nurse in healthcare australia no all of our nurses are fabulous by the way but he is in team purple and we have with us Max, welcome. Hello, thank you. (laughs) I know, what an intro for you, hey? Great intro. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for joining us on For the Health of It podcast. We've been very excited. Yeah, Yeah. we've been very excited. We chatted to Kirby this morning about all things international nursing, getting over here, moving here from another country. So we just want to get into your, I guess, your journey. How did you start or decide to move to Australia and how did it all happen? It was a quite wild journey. Yeah. From New Zealand to here. Uh, it took about two and a half months, the whole process. Uh, it was during COVID, right? Yeah, it was during COVID. It was mm. pretty, pretty difficult, but made it at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you, I mean, you don't sound like you're, you're a Kiwi. So tell us about the journey behind that. You're from somewhere else. When did you move to New Zealand? Uh, so originally Ukrainian. I uh, grew up in Israel. I uh, moved to New Zealand about six years ago. Cool. Yeah. Kind of a mix of an accent there. <laughs> yeah, Definitely no Kiwi accent, accent there. <laughs> what made no. you choose New Zealand to move to? I uh, just wanted to travel a bit and... New Zealand sounded pretty beautiful, mm. what other people told me, and it's the furthest I could get from <laughs> where I was. Nice. Perfect. Love and you it. were working as a nurse in New Zealand? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Doing nursing in New Zealand. Incredible experiences. How have you found um, working as a nurse in New Zealand compared to Australia? And also, like, obviously back home from when you originated. Uh, I think nursing in New Zealand and Australia is pretty similar. Mm-hmm. ICU is very similar. Mm. Uh, I think the wards have more support in Australia compared to New Zealand. That's but cool. very similar in general, very okay. similar. Yeah. So it's been quite yeah. a, like an easy journey, do you think? Of like, Yeah, it was a very easy journey, very oh. easy transition, yeah. That's good. What about like our medications and stuff? Like are they called the same things? Was that a bit confusing? Our lingo? Uh, the medications, um, most of them are similar. Some have different names, but yeah, a lot of similarities. Yeah, okay, you just crack cool. on with it. You're that's like, why oh, yep. it's so easy for Kiwis to just move over here and nurse. That's why they do it so easily oh God, so many yeah so talk about um about the journey like of coming over here so obviously you came during covid like what kind of support did you have with healthcare australia when you kind of came over you know because that would have been quite a battle with, mm. with covid going on trying oh, to get yeah. into each state yeah it was pretty hard so um i think i contacted uh, healthcare australia either in june or july initially and uh, i was directed to the international team and specifically kirby and <laughs> From there on, she really helped me with the process and really guided me with all the paperwork um, that I needed. So I booked my first flight to Perth. It was um, in August. Wow. But it got cancelled. Yeah, I was going to say, how did, you get, like Perth? how did you get into Perth? <laughs> yeah, right. so I never, I never made it to Perth. Well, also, yeah. you wouldn't probably wouldn't be able to get out either. So yeah, it's just probably yeah. It was thing. a separate country. You like, needed a passport yeah, during that country. time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I never made it to Perth because the flight got cancelled once and then... Um, again, had to contact Kirby, and um, we changed everything, did a new lot of paperwork, and I booked another flight, and then the s- second flight got cancelled about three days before I left, then booked another flight, end of September it was, they got cancelled again oh a couple no. of days before. Oh. You're like, am I ever going to get to Australia? Yeah. <laughs> so we had to do many um, travel declarations and 
Travel Tests. exemptions <laughs> and mm-hmm. all these types of paperwork that HCA yeah. was amazing yeah. helping with. Yeah, So good. They definitely, like, they're there for the nurses, especially during the times of COVID and stuff. Like, that mm. was such a hard time, I think, for any kind of organisation or healthcare facility. But I'm glad you got over here because yes. you've had yeah. such a ball. Tell us about, like, what you've been doing since you've been here. You've been to New South Wales and now you're in Queensland. Yeah, it's been amazing. So, um we, we made a plan with um, Kirby from the national team to land me in Sydney because that was the easiest option to get me to Australia. And then while I was in Sydney, because it was the red zone, I wasn't allowed to explore mm. Sydney too much. So I was being careful over there. And then our plan was to move closer to the Queensland border and stay there for a little bit. Um, so I'll be able to clear the, um, the COVID um, restrictions and cross the border. So I went to Byron for a little bit. Um, what a gorgeous area mm. as well. It's a gorgeous area, and I even got work over there. So oh, while I was so sur- surfing during the morning, I was COVID swabbing during the day. Oh, what a life. <laughs> Living the life <laughs> in Byron Bay and getting paid as an agency and nurse. And getting paid as an agency oh, nurse. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you saw the one guy that's always in Byron Bay, and he often has a parrot on his head. Did you meet Have you seen the, the guy with the parrot on his head in Byron Bay at the no. markets? Oh, my goodness. Oh. He wears colourful, like a multicolour rainbow outfits, and he's always on the street dancing. He sometimes has hula hoops, but yep. he's usually at the markets with a parrot on his head, and he sings a song, and he goes, got a parrot on your head in Byron Bay, got a parrot on your head on Byron Bay. <laughs> yeah. He's the coolest guy ever. I need to go back to check it yeah. out. I'll show you a video later. He's, he's the coolest guy. I even saw him when I was in Byron the other weekend singing the psychic. Oh, saw him guy. singing Ooh. a different song though. Okay, you have to go back. But at the moment you're in Tweed doing a concert. Yeah, I'm in Tweed, so I'm pretty close to Byron. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll You're go making your way up and then eventually you're going to come into well, Queensland. You did do yeah. Harvey Bay as well. So you were in Harvey Bay for a while. Yeah, so from Byron Bay I went to Harvey Bay and contract kept extending there and I ended up staying there for about eight months in total. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, you know, if I, you know, give up my job and I take on these contracts, like, am I going to get enough work? Like, what if I'm jobless? That's a, a lot of people have that fear. And I myself have done contracts for like nine months back to back. And then I've just gone on like a three week holiday. Then I've come back more contracts. Like I've never been without work. Mm. Like, oh, there's ever. definitely a lot of work. You can, you can work full time for as long as you want. Exactly. Definitely. Especially contracts. Yeah. And uh, like you have like three quarters of the contracts. Actually, like 90% of the contracts I've done, you can always extend in yeah, that you place. Can always Definitely. Extend. And like, if you're obviously a hard worker, they're going to want to take you back. So yeah. there is a lot of work, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of work. Definitely. I think we would love to know some just funny nursing stories. <laughs> we interviewed Georgie Carroll um, just recently, and that was in the previous episode. And we just loved talking nursing stories because that's our life is quite unique, mm. I find. And mm-hmm. nurses are a different breed. And we have a lot of funny stories. Yeah. We're trying to think of a name for the segment as well. So if anyone has like some funny names, mm-hmm. we're thinking Workplace Wobbles. Because that might be a little funny, a funny segment to have in the podcast just, yeah. just so we can all share a funny nursing story. But yeah, tell us a funny story that's happened to you while you've been in Australia. Hey, <laughs> nursing brings a lot of joys and a lot of funny stories. <laughs> yeah, it, it sure, sure does. does. Never a dull day. <laughs> yeah, never a dull day. Um, from interesting poo stories to... I was even asked to um, shave my patient's leg the other day. Nice. Cool. Have you ever shaved a leg before? No. You do no, a lot when you're a nurse. You're like, mm, never done this before, have I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the patient was a confused elderly, but yeah. But I mean, they, you're, they in te- you're an intensive care it. nurse, so you yeah, usually exactly. shave, so you know, shave right? faces, right? Yeah, so I mean, it's no different. <laughs> <laughs> I hate shaving people's faces. I love it. Because I don't shave my face, right? So I find it very <laughs> difficult shaving someone's face. Like I'm not used to a jaw and like a, I love it. And like that little crease here near your mouth, like I've just terrified and then it makes it worse when the patient goes 
bah! and then they do they to, to scare you to act yeah. like you cut them and then they laugh at you going i gotcha and i'm like i could have killed you most like, of mine have said that like oh, you do a really good job but one guy was like not bad and not was like bad. i was like okay <laughs> do it yourself so, did you shave the leg no i didn't end up shaving the oh. leg the patient oh. was very confused it was on a night shift oh. um i shaved their face Okay. Mm. They even offered to pay me for that, but I said, first one is free. free. <laughs> That's yeah. so good. Is that like your little saying? You know, when you're a nurse and you kind of, you always have like a little saying. Like, for example, I work in recovery a lot and we have to roll the patient to kind of get the sheets out from under them or like a cesarean patient always turning. And then I always joke, I'm like, I'm like, like as we're turning, I'm like, don't worry. I'm like, we've never dropped anybody. And I was like, plus it's far too much paperwork. Like, and that's always like my joke. Like, I'm always just like, it's just too much paperwork. And You're I don't have time for that. Yeah. 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 And I always joke that I've never dropped anyone yet. And also it's just too much paperwork. And it's just my little nursing kind of funny thing that I always kind of throw in there. Mm. Is that yours? Don't, don't worry. Yeah. First one's yeah oh, they, they always look at me and I'm like, nobody's, nobody got past me yet. <laughs> <laughs> they look at me like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do I pay you? Um, yeah. I heard on the grapevine that you've got some really funny uh poo related stories oh poo related stories um yeah that's the hot topic um is this the hot topic <laughs> we love a good poo story Recently, yeah. and then you're an intensive care nurse so, so there's a lot oh, of so there's plenty yeah yeah. Um, yeah there's definitely plenty of poo stories in the intensive care um Something to do with the commode. Is yeah. this the commode story? Yeah, the commode story. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't uh, heard the story. That's all I know is commode, poo, ICU. That's all I know. Uh, it's terrible. Yeah, so I had a confused patient. Um, they're always confused in ICU. Um, but that was during the day. There wasn't a night shift. And the patient was quite incontinent. But um, he agreed to let me know when he needs to go to the toilet. So he did let me know. And as I was getting ready... So he sat, sat up on the on the bed, and as he was transferring, he just started pooing in the middle. Oh, no. And he just, Did you he have just the little bath? Going. Did you have the little, you know, the little basket underneath that you can kind of put a pan under? No, I, I just had the commode there oh, right no. next to the bed. No. So I was 100% confident that he's going to make it, and no, he was making it. No, never confident, But he just <laughs> sat, sat on the bed, and he was 100% good standing up, and he just stood up like nothing is happening, and he just... Kept oh, pulling no. and then he transferred on the commode while he's doing that. And then oh, he said, no. and I'm like, great. And I'm done now. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, oh, he didn't say anything. He's like, all right, I'm ready. And I'm like, you just went. He's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've done that before. And yes. I, I love, they've got that little, a little basket spot on the bottom of a commode where you're supposed to be able to put a pan. Mm. But I mean, sometimes in your agency, you don't know where things are or like they don't maybe have that yeah. little insert yet. But like I've done it before where I'm taking someone to the toilet and there's like little nuggets falling on the floor. Oh, yeah. And oh, then you're having to dodge it with time. your feet and you're like, oh, my God, the nuggets mm-hmm. are coming out already. <laughs> or you're just going for a shower and they don't even, yeah. don't even go in the toilet. So they're yeah. on the commode to take them to the shower and they're leaving a trail behind. Yeah. And then you kind of look behind. You're like, everybody, I'll get that in a minute. <laughs> it's just the patient's a priority right now. Don't slip on the nuggets. That's I'm so, so sorry. Don't slip on the nuggets. Wow. Don't slip on them. We've all, yeah, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. I thought I would um, tell a funny story that happened when I was in my grad program. So obviously when you're a new grad nurse, there's a lot of things you're trying to learn. And I was helping on one of my patients with her dentures. So like, I, I, you know, they're in the little cup and I was like, oh, I'll give them a, like a clean for you. So I put them in the sink and I was like giving them a, a scrub and – I put the toothpaste on and I'm sitting there and I'm kind of cleaning them. And then I just felt like there was this stuff on the dentures that just like wasn't coming off. And it was like really rough. And I was like, what is going on? Like these are like really dirty. And then I couldn't figure it out. It turns out, and I said to her, I'm like, I don't know what's going on, what I've done. It turns out that the toothpaste 
was actually denture glue. Oh, no. And it was in a toothpaste-looking tube. So I had put, like, that all over her dentures and actually fully damaged them. Like, I felt so bad. And I was, like, crying because I was a grad. And I was like, I didn't know. I thought it was toothpaste. And she was like, it's okay. (laughs) And I was like, why does it look like toothpaste? (laughs) I felt very bad. So that polydent stuff, I hate it. Mm. I see polydent and I'm just like, I thought polydent was toothpaste. Well, lucky I've never never done that because I've done the same thing. I am not the one to ask. (laughs) Anyway, when I am washing anyone's dentures, I'm like, I smell it. I'm like, is that minty? Like, and then Mm. I'll I'll really investigate now because I felt terrible. Yeah, that I washed someone's dentures with denture glue. Mm, That's bad. That expensive, yeah. Yeah, very expensive. And I've learned from that lesson. Ten years on, never done that again. (laughs) Very bad. Very bad. Never ever ever done that again. Mm. Well, I thought I would share a little maybe. A dictionary lesson of some of some names. Yeah, okay, okay. I mean, I was going to just describe Punami, really. Yeah, Punami. Because a Punami is what we all call... Punami is a common... Yeah, very common. Common term. They're yeah. common in ICU because usually they're quite backed up. They haven't gone for five days. You know, it gets to the five, six, seven-day mark and everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh, God, what are we going to do about this? Yeah, we're think gonna, about it. They're, like, laying down. They're not moving. They're not eating and drinking. Like We're going to blast food. them with some clocks on, and I'm going to blast mm. them with some... Lactulose. We're going to give them everything under the possible sun to try yeah. and get these bowels moving. They're going to blast but it back. takes so long to get through your digestive tract that by the time it actually starts working, you get the punami. So it's a tsunami yeah. of poo. Yeah. <laughs> and it yeah. literally can go from someone's shoulders to someone's toes to out the end of the bed. I've seen it dripping off the end of the bed before. It is very interesting. But at the same time, you're kind of happy deep down as a nurse because you're like, well, you're not constipated no more. No. You know, it's out. Exactly. Oh, I've been doing my shift so I can take the pride. But then it's like six the days of Punami and then you're like, yeah. well, which, which one would you rather? Yeah. You know? But nurses do get that <laughs> satisfaction when someone's, you know, really uncomfortable, really blocked up and then they have gone. You're like, yes. Yeah. I helped that. Mm. Whether it was a Punami or not, I helped that situation. Yeah. It's just those little this things. It's a great life it? as a nurse, isn't yeah. it? Join us. <laughs> Join us of nursing, but agency nursing is the best. Yeah, yeah it really what have is. you felt with the highlights of being an agency nurse? Um, the independency, um, just the freedom, it's the best. The pay is, of course, a big bonus. Um, mm. Yeah, just being looked after so well. Mm-hmm. It's Traveling a really cool from, lifestyle. From one nice it? accommodation to another nice accommodation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the places you explore are amazing. Yeah, being able to travel Australia yeah. too. Obviously, yeah. you've never been to Australia, so yeah. no, it's a great way to travel and earn some really the best good way, coin. Yeah. Was your your plan to come for short, a short time, or your, was your plan to come for kind of a significant amount of time? Yeah, my, my initial plan was to come here for six weeks, do a contract, go back to New Zealand. Wow. So nah. I even took some time off um, from my full time work in New Zealand. Mm. But then when I realized that it's not going to happen, then I wanted to come for half a year first, and then go to Europe, travel a little bit, and. Mm. Just one thing led to another, and I'm still here. So, so did you come with I a suitcase? Still plan to. Yeah, yeah. So I still wow. have lots of stuff left in New Zealand. So yeah. one day I'll go back and sort everything. <laughs> wow. One day. Just enjoy. Yeah. Just It's so amazing that you just get to design your life. You just get to go with the flow. You kind of get to, you know, learn in different environments, different hospitals, earn some yeah, really good amazing. money. Yeah. Um, I love being a tourist in every single place that I get to go. Like, you know, being in Byron Bay, like being able to like surf and just like do all those amazing things. I'm like, I love being a tourist mm. in all those areas. Yeah, tourist is the best. It's so a lot of fun. Good. What's your plan next after, you know, you're, you're now on a contract in Tweed until January. What is your plan after that? Travel well, or continue? Plan to continue. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Because work is travel, so it's great. Yeah. You, do, you do both. In ICU, you do 12-hour shifts, so... Most of the weeks you work three or four shifts a week and 
all the rest you get to explore the area. Yeah, exactly. So it's, you're it's like amazing. inspiring me to be yeah. an agency nurse, but I already am an yeah. agency nurse. <laughs> you're selling it. Be an agency nurse. <laughs> I know. It's like I'm like, I want to do this. I'm like, I do do this. <laughs> this is my life. It's so great. Is there a place you like you really want to go next or like you've got any plans for your hot spots? Uh, I want to explore Tasmania, mm-hmm. South Australia, Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. Just everywhere. You just dropped just, everywhere. Just everywhere. Yeah. Go in to TWA. Perth one day, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. You and you have your own car? Uh, no. You get rental cars with the... Yes, yeah. I do. So HCA is looking after me really well. And when the accommodation is booked um, further from the hospital than um, walking distance, um, yeah, I get a car. Yeah. It's amazing. So good. Yeah. We look after you. We're not going to, you know, make you take 40 minutes to get to work. No, you're the best. <laughs> Especially these, like, new, sur- you know, surge contracts where yeah. they're so desperate. There's not a lot of accommodation because that's kind mm. of the issue that, you know, they've had floods or things like that, that they don't have accommodation for everyone. So you're going to be a bit further away. So you're there to help them in, you know, a crisis. So yeah. you're going to be a bit further away sometimes and do get a high car. Or if you have your own car, then that's even better. It's still not better, but it's only 20 minutes away. Yeah, so. that's usually where people have to travel to work anyway. Yeah. Some, people, some people right. in a like a metro kind of city, like in Sydney, they can take an hour to an yeah. hour and a half to even get to their work. Mm. And then they have to pay for parking, which is like, you used to pay a lot of money for parking in Sydney, didn't mm-hmm. you? A lot of money. I paid $13 a day and that was a staff discount rate. Oh my God. Work. But this, I, I worked in the CBD, like in the city. So mm-hmm. you couldn't park anywhere else except the hospital car park because if the street parking was only a two-hour paid parking and it was like still $5 an hour. So you would end up having to move your car every two hours and pay $5 every hour. So you had to park in the car park. There's no, nothing else you could do. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd be spending $60, $70 a week on car parking. That's a mm, lot of money. Lot of money. I know like for four years I did back-to-back contracts and I did it over across I think about three states and – most of the time, actually, I think all of my contracts has always been walking distance to the hospital. So it's just been like down the road. And if it's ever a night shift, and even if I am down the road and it is nighttime and I don't want to, you know, have that risk of walking by myself, there's always people in the hospital that will pick me up on the way mm. or drop me off in the morning. Like it's totally fine. It's always like been just like around the corner. And it's been just such a great perk of like, if you don't have a car and you're an agency nurse, that's totally fine. Yeah. But obviously, if you're in a situation and you put on a contract and, you know, accommodation is further away, then they'll look at things to help you out as well. Yes. Yeah. We look after you guys. Yeah. Um, and if you ever have any questions, Zana and I actually do all the social media. We mentioned it just before with Kirby as well. And we interviewed her, but you can message us absolutely anytime. We've got our own Facebook page called HCA Ambassadors. So reach out to us, man. Yeah. We're excited. We'll help you on this amazing journey and come over for summer, like I said before, because summer's great. Yeah. And Max, you can. That's you know. amazing. Just do it. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just do agency nursing. Yeah. That's like your it. biggest tip. You're That's like, great. just do it. Just do it. Yeah. You won't regret it. Nothing to lose. Nothing to no, lose. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. We hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next week. Bye.